0: Hi, this is. <laughs> alright, alright. Do we it. need.
1: Okay, well, no, no. Keep it recording and we can have a blooper reel.
0: Okay, uh, keep it recording. Okay. Oh. There we go. see it glitched out there for a second. Alright. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the uh, Shark. And it.
1: <laughs> it, it. Content, man. Content. I
0: can, I can do this. I can fucking I do this. Uh, See,
1: this is why I wrote it down.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's not even if you wrote it down, I'll probably still fucking up something. Alright. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Shark and Bubblegum, a new podcast uh, hosted by myself, Clark the Shark, and my lovely co host.
1: Kohaku Kureshi, your pink bubblegum boyfriend. Yeah. It's perfect, oh, man, I'm everybody's boyfriend. They all love me. Fair
0: enough. All right, so I'm using Akai Kohaku to make it easier on myself. But what are we talking about today?
1: So today, since we are both magic fanatics, we decided to talk on the subject of the new 30th anniversary magic product that's coming out soon. Or I should say, hopefully not coming out soon. I'm just saying, like, it would seem like with enough people hating on it that they would be like, you know what, maybe this isn't such a good idea.
0: For all of our viewers who are not Magic players or anything like that, just to put you guys into context, Magic Gathering has been on as of this year for 30 years, and to celebrate that 30-year anniversary, they are releasing a product that has the entire community kind of in an uproar. When I say uproar, I mean
1: a massive uproar.
0: Yeah, not, not, let's go ahead. You know, what, let's talk about what this product is and why why it's causing such uh, such the uproar I'm looking
1: for. A uh,
0: shit show. Yeah, shit show. Why is it causing such a shit show in the magic community as a whole? Uh, so, okay.
1: Okay, so yeah, yeah, so a brief, a brief description of what exactly is coming out. So inspired by the limited edition beta 30th anniversary edition Let's fans and collectors experience some of the most iconic elements of magic's early years uh, Basically what they're doing is they're going to be putting out a product that is for the back of a better term proxy reprints of cars that came out in the beta set uh, but uh, so each display uh, the third anniversary edition will contain four booster packs with random content for retailing at $999 plus. This makes it the most expensive official magic product to date. Uh, you know, excluding singles. Uh, these closable cards have a different card back and they're therefore not legal in any sanctioned magic event because you know some people do like their clear packs. Uh, the set has decided, or they have decided this will be a limited print run, which means that there's going to be very few and far in between of these cards printed. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's basically just reprints of specific uh, cards from beta, because they are excluding some cards, such as Contract from Below, Dark Pact, and Demonic for because of the use of Anti um, uh, Crusade because it's culturally f- offensive. Uh earth bind due to sexual imagery. And weakness due to Albeist imagery.
0: So not completely beta, but most but everything from beta that people would find.
1: Yeah, and good. Go
0: ahead. I was gonna say now for those who don't know, beta is for magic the second set that has ever come out for magic in its entire history. Um, it's the first complete set. By complete set I mean they
1: were card from the same the original office that, that they got printed you go ahead, yeah. <clears throat> so so yeah there's are, there are some differences other than you know obviously then the cards are being excluded there are some other differences coming out with the product uh Soul rings will be the only card with a shifted rarity from uncommon to common uh, uh each dual land is going to appear twice as frequently as the other non-dual land rare. And the following cards have flavor text removed for whatever reason: uh, Dragon Well, Ironclaw Orcs, Orbush Artillery, Two-headed Giant of Foyus, Wall of Bone, and Wall of Brambles.
0: Uh, they probably have a flavor text on those removed because back in the day, uh, wizards didn't wizards use actual text from books like mm. as their flavor text.
1: Oh, so it's probably like a copyright issue.
0: It could be a copyright issue. So, you know, who knows? Um, a little bit more about this product is the fact that for one, nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars, so a thousand dollars, you get four packs of these products, and it's just like a regular 15 car booster pack. So I don't know the uh, I don't know the actual car breakdown. Do we have the breakdown of what comes in each pack?
1: Um, let's see if I can pull that up. Yeah, I think basically if you just pull up what was released in beta, then you'll know essentially what is coming in there. Background music is crapping out on me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So 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 here's why one of the biggest problems with it, besides the price tag, is the fact that it's booster packs. It's not like a complete set of cards. They're being reprinted from beta. It's booster packs of 15 cards. You get, like, I think it's four boosters to per, like, box or whatever. And you have a chance of pulling some of the better stuff that came out in beta, such as Lotus or Dual Lands or whatever. And the problem with that is is that if they're not even tournament legal, which is kind of BS in my opinion, then there's no point in really buying them because you know like like obviously Lotus is banned in all formats I think except for what Legacy. Uh,
0: no, it's restricted in vintage to one and it's banned.
1: To... Okay, I, I always get those two mixed up, but uh, but, but you know like it, it's it's cards cards that are legal or restricted or whatever in other formats, but because of these having set you know, different backs they're not going to be legal in those in, in those formats.
0: Yeah, you know, like Soul Ring. Yeah, it, it doesn't have the original Magic back, and that's what causes Legality, is having the original Magic back. Since it has that special back that's the 30th anniversary uh, edition, then it does, it, it's not going to be legal. I just got a side note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're good But no, no, it, It's like, you know, if I'm going to be dropping A thousand dollars on Which I'm not saying I would Because that's outrageous But if I were to I'd rather spend a thousand dollars On a whole set Of cards that are being reprinted Rather than having the chance At being able to pull What I need for whatever I need like, oh, I want to get a Lotus so I can maybe, like, start trying out Vintage, then, you know, either I either I can, and I'm not promoting this, but I'm saying I can go on Wish, spend $15, and get a little deck box full of really well-done proxies for $15, or, you or, or you can
0: support local uh, proxy artists who, like, that's their whole job, you know? For people For ultimate art Or of cards Yeah they're not legal I mean as long as Your playgroup is cool With you using proxies You know it's fine But There's There's better things To definitely spend Your money on
1: Yeah uh, Yeah it. <clears throat> Yeah it's like It's like you told me It's like you told me Uh Mr. Professor Guy was Did a video And like Was shocked by what he By what he had Or what people had Said back to him like oh if i was not if i w- wasn't buying this i'd spend this money on my rent or my dental surgery that i need or i'd give my kids a good christmas and it's like it's it's ridiculous when i you know like when i can literally go to, to wish and get all of these cards for 15 bucks and magics and and not even Watsy but hasbro is like you know what we should do we should make our own proxies and charge like, 26,000% more. Listen, pull that number out of your ass. I pulled that number straight out of my ass, but it doesn't sound inaccurate, does it?
0: Not really, to be honest. It, does, it sounds pretty accurate. I, it, what it comes down to, I think, now a lot of people are going to be pretty upset, probably, is, the, it's, it's, it's not including the
1: community
0: as a whole a, what, it's what, for whales. Yeah, it's for it's for the whales. Anyway, you know, there's gonna be people who are probably gonna comment on the podcast, comment on on, on this video, saying, "Oh, well, if you don't like the product, don't buy." It. You know. Oh yeah, so, not,
1: so we and we don't like the product, so we're not gonna buy it.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna buy it. Like I'm, I'm, I'll flat out say I would never buy this product ever because the price point is a thousand dollars is not is not a small amount of money. A thousand dollars is like multiple car payments a thousand dollars is rent a thousand dollars is like health insurance uh like like i go on and on and on but a thousand dollars can help
1: yeah yeah the the list is quite literally endless of better things to spend that money on and and what gets me is the, the booster packs aren't, like, special booster packs where, like, oh, you're guaranteed, like, certain things. It's, like, a regular booster pack. It's, like, a regular draft pack from, like, Strixhaven. It's gonna have, like, the regular, like, 13 whatever, like, one rare, whatever amount of commons, however amount of uncommons or whatever. And, and like, a basic land. I think the
0: normal pack breakdown is, like, is 12 to 13 commons, um, three, uh, three to four uncommons i don't know the exact numbers i think i'm close though and then oh, like, I gotta... and then one like rare or mythic rare but i don't know if they're gonna do mythic rares for this set um because i'm honestly I haven't dug too deep into it because it's just every time i think about it i get frustrated it's just like what is Watsy thinking like yeah I like, part of me part of me thinks that, that a lot of this has to do with not these. I don't think this is just Wizards of the Coast trying to do a money grab, I think this is how a lot has to do with Hasbro. For those who don't know, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast, and they have owned Wizards of the Coast for years, and the last several years for Wizards of the Coast has been, you know, their best set of years. Like, every, oh, my, it feels like since, bef- like, the pandemic started, and, and uh, forever ago, <laughs> I feel like we're still in it. Uh, ever since the pandemic started, you know, Wizards just keeps coming out and saying, "Hey, this has been our best year. This has been our best quarter," and it's like every year they keep topping themselves. And like, I know that during throughout that process, Hasbro has actually brought Wizards into the fold of the actual like under Hasbro, and not just being like a subsidiary to Hasbro, but like actually being underneath Hasbro directly. Um, mm-hmm. The success that Wizards has had. So I think a lot of that has to affect their business decisions. And I understand that as a business, your goal is to make money. Your goal is to profit and everything like that. I will, I will, I'm never going to just, you know, say business is bad. I, it, it, to me, it's smart business. You're going to make your money. You know, we magic players keep buying the products. We do. Like, let's be real. Secret layers, we keep buying them. Uh, Commander decks, it like, went from once a year to like five, six times a year. We keep buying them. Uh, yeah. Uh, specialty collector edition booster packs. We keep buying them. Um, well, yeah, it's,
1: it's because like they actually know, like they know what kind of product their players want. Like, they they because they know because we ask for the same shit every year. We want reprints of expensive cards. Uh, okay, I, 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 okay, okay. Well, here's well, here's my argument with that. But a lot of people say like, oh, if you reprint the preserved cards or or you reprint these cards, it's going to affect the value of the older ones. And I'm like. No.
0: Here
1: we go. We're talking about reserve list already. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but well, I, I, look, I'm just. <laughs> oh no, controversy, a conflict. <laughs> but no, like it's okay. Okay, so like, say there wasn't a reserve list. I, I mean, like, there, or I'm saying, say that there wasn't like a restriction on them reprinting the restricted stuff, right? I do believe the cards would still be as expensive. Huh? Magic
0: Christmas Land. <laughs>
1: um, I still think the cards would be just as expensive because, you know, like like Black Lotus is, is expensive for a reason. The Moxes, yeah, Moxes are expensive for a reason, and, you know, they're expensive for a reason. It's not just because of their effects, but also because they're old as shit. True.
0: I think you made the point the other night when we were talking about this. You were talking about Shivan Dragon has been printed to the ground. You can pick up. Yes, but reprint like five cents, maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: But Alpha and Beta Shivan Dragon to go for you know what like three four hundred dollars something like that, maybe close to uh, a thousand. More, more try
1: more like three or four thousand.
0: Okay, so three or four thousand dollars for a Shivan Dragon, which is arguably probably one of the worst like creatures in Magic. Like I'm just gonna say. A six-mana, four-four flying and vibrate is just not good on rate anymore.
1: <laughs> okay, so, okay, so I'm playing up on t- on TCG Player, and it's actually more than I thought it was. So, do you want to take a stab in the dark at how much an alpha near-mint Chilling Dragon is? Oh, wow, you're going to test my knowledge here.
0: Um, you're saying it's more than what we thought we were talking about three or four
1: grand. Oh, it's a lot more.
0: I'm thinking it's probably about, uh, maybe about ten
1: 10 to 15. I'm going to 10 to 12. Okay, okay, so, uh, right, so right now, sold by uh, or selling on TCG Player, they have there's a store that has an, a near mint Alpha Shivan Dragon listed for eleven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Awesome. Awesome. For an Alpha printing, and Shivan Dragon is not on the reserve list. No, it's not. That
0: has been with
1: dirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, so
0: even look at Birds of Paradise. I mean, Birds of Paradise has been printed. Not as nearly as much as Shiva Dragon, but Birds of Paradise is from originally from Alpha. Been printed hundreds of times, not hundreds, but you know a lot of times. And you can get regular copies, you know, playable copies of Birds of Paradise for ten, fifteen dollars, which is for the effects, you know, what you pay, uh, and it's a, it's a fair price. But you know, Alpha Beta Birds are probably. I don't
1: think they're that expensive, I don't know. That's why I checked uh, an alpha or beta bird. Okay, okay so so, so, so a light so a lightly played alpha is uh forty five ninety nine. For birds? They
0: have like four thousand five hundred and
1: ninety nine dollars. Oh okay forty five dollars.
0: Like wait. Like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know where my paycheck's going.
0: Yeah,
1: like hmm. <laughs> uh I mean like somebody fucked up.
0: Wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something. So yeah, a lightly played Alpha Prison of forty-six hundred. And like I said, it just goes to show that a card being on the reserve list does not guarantee its value.
0: Well, look at reserve list cards. Like, because these aren't reserve list cards. These are cards that are being printed multiple times throughout their history. You know, Birds of Paradise has been reprinted in core sets, it's been reprinted in supplementary sets, uh, and it's also been reprinted in, uh, some actual, like, main sets, like Eternal Ravnica. You know, Birds of Paradise is not a Reserveless card, yes. There are Reserveless cards out there that you can pick up pretty cheaply, but the majority of the ones that of played are expensive. Dual Lands. You know, look at dual Lands, like, al- like Alpha Beta Duel Lands I'm not even going to talk about because they're, they're the thousands. But just the regular, if you're looking at fourth edition and um, it's like revised and unlimited, you know those are going for about four or five hundred dollars on the low end for non. Yeah. Like non-blue dual lands are like four to five hundred dollars. It's insane. But also they're on the reserve list. They're never gonna be reprinted until now. Yeah. Right. Because they are getting reprinted. They're just we're just getting fucking proxies of them.
1: And, you know, like I said, like, generally I wouldn't have a problem with that. But the thing is, like, like I said, if I'm going to be spending a large sum of money on something because it has something that I want in it, I don't want the chance of pulling what I want. I want to go ahead and spend the money to get what I want. Exactly. It's
0: it's it's, a, it's the lottery. You're you're trying to play the lottery with, with $1,000. Now, Exactly would you rather like actually go use your thousand dollars and buy actual lottery tickets and try to win actual money or like you're going to use your thousand dollars and buy four booster packs of a proxy set and possibly get your money back? Cause yeah, also-
1: and see and see here's the thing how much are these proxies going to be worth for themselves
0: i mean i mean i haven't seen any like pre-orders or anything on the secondary market but that's also because there are another big thing about this thing is it's not being sold through local shops. So the majority of Magic players, we get our Magic cards from our local card shops and from uh, online. So you can't buy this product on, at your local store. You can't buy it on TCG Player. You can't buy it on Card Kingdom. You can't buy it on Troll and Toad or whatever website you go to to buy your Magic cards. Uh, you have to go to the Hasbro store and buy it. And it's a limited run, so it's going to sell out within the first couple hours once it's officially, you know, out there. I believe the actual official release date is this, is, uh, this uh, tomorrow. No. Uh,
1: yes? Yeah, no, it's November 28th. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's a, it's a November 28th.
0: November 20th. Okay. So November 28th, you know, like, this thing's going to come out, and it's going to be sold out in, like, a few hours. So... And people, honestly, you know, the people who are gonna buy these, because, you know, it's targeted at the whale, they're not gonna open them. Most of them are gonna sit on closed ca- um, closed, uh, closed, boxes, never gonna be opened, so it's not gonna add anything to the circulation of this because they're just gonna sit on it and wait for the price of it to go higher and higher and higher, and then they're gonna sell the box for two to three, four or $5,000 and make their money back plus a chunk of change.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just the same principle with uh, like the PS5s and the Xboxes. You got scalpers who are going to go buy a product and try and get as many as they can because they know it's going to be sold out like like that. Exactly. And then, and then hold on to it because they know the demand is going to shoot up and when that demand shoots up, they're going to be able to jack up the price and sell it for two, three times what its actual value is worth. Yeah,
0: and that that's the people that are going to buy this product. Is they're going to sit on it. It's going to be speculators, the people who treat magic as a, you know, financial investment and not a game, don't get me wrong, I know some people who treat magic as a financial investment and as a game, there are those who are out there, I'm not shitting on those people, um, but, I'm a player, I collect cards, you know, I, when I like to play with the cards I, I buy, if I'm going to sit there and buy a card, spend my money on, on this cardboard, more money than I like to admit that I spend, <laughs> you know, I want to play it, I want to show it off, you know, not yeah, I'm gonna say show off. I like to show off and play these cards. why I like to buy foils, you know, alternate art cards, stuff like that. secret
1: layers, you know, like all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I do that. I, I spend my money there because, like, I want to, sh- to play with the product and use the product. And they're making a product that, like, I can't even you can't play. You can't play. Card store. Even if I, say, I buy it, say, I, I spend $1,000 to open up a, a dual land out there, I can't just throw it into a legacy deck and I go to a, a, a tournament. Because it's not a legal card. I think that's that's the that's the point that a lot of people are upset about. It's 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 not the price point. Honestly, like if the price point was a thousand dollars and it was tournament legal cards for a complete reprint set of beta, not complete, but you know, like a, a reprint yeah. of beta excluding certain cards that are considered you know racist, offensive, and and sexist. Um, People wouldn't be batting an eye, they'd just be like, Oh, that's that's cool, you know, I'll save a thousand dollars to buy this because if I could pull a, a, a term beta freaking um, if I could pull a beta underground C or Mox or Lotus or uh, Time Walk, anything like that, you know, like yeah, that yeah, you got your money back.
1: You know. And then so probably.
0: Yeah, exactly. You got your money back and then so. But if, it's the fact that it's proxy set. It's the fact that Wizards has for the longest time talked about how anti proxy they are in their tournament setting and their in their products. And then oh
1: hey look, the proxies.
0: Yeah, it's happy thirtieth anniversary. Here's a proxy set that is out of the reach of your of the average player base. Because let's be real here, the average player base is you know, I think last time I had someone did a study on it, the the majority of magic players are between the ages of like twenty one and thirty five. So you know we all work full time jobs. We have families. We have houses. You know we have rent. You know we have other expenses outside this card game. And we're not going to buy this product. We're not going to spend a thousand dollars on this product. Yeah. And I know we're just probably sounding like we're shitting on the product and calling it a bad product. We are. But yeah, it is. But like, there's reasons why it is. It's not just dis- we're not just shitting on it. Okay.
1: Yeah, so so I think it's a I think initially it, it was a good idea because you know it, it's like you know we we hear that you want you know, uh, you, know you, uh, you know you you want copies of these cards that are hard to get we we hear you we hear your cries here are some you know uh, I don't want to say I I, I, I don't want to say like non tournament legal because. Yeah, there are people who probably want to use them you know, in turn, use them in tournaments, but I know, like at least as commander players, we generally don't care about proxies as long as like you're told beforehand and they're of good quality. Honestly, that's not that's there are there's there's a definitely a divide. Uh, well, I, I said, I said, some yeah. some
0: there there's a divide there, but still like the it, it, the only way you can actually use these and play with these is of, like kitchen table magic or make sure your your play group is okay with you using. That's but you
1: spent a thousand dollars to get them <laughs> yeah but 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 but, but like they're like you know like like here's copies of these cards that you, that that you can use we're going to reprint them for people who can't who, who don't have the money to drop five six hundred seven hundred dollars on a like a guy's cradle or whatever like i wish uh, what, what what would have been smarter is if they had done like a uh I guess like a survey and did a reprint set of what Commander players want because the only people who are really wanting these are Commander players.
0: I mean there is a small percentage of players who still play Legacy and Vintage you know but most of those players have been playing Magic since the beginning since, yeah. since, since 93, 94 you know back when you can pick up a Black Lotus for $10 you know stuff like that you know a lot of those people yeah. haven't have been playing for that long. Uh, but, you know, let's be real, the majority of the player base in, in nowadays is Commander players. Commander has taken over Magic. It's the number one format played by a long shot. Um, I mean, pe- people aren't playing, they're barely playing Standard. If they're playing Standard, it's on Arena. There's Wizards is not even investing in their, in their, like, actual competitive scene anymore. You know, they got rid of the Pro Tour, and then they got rid of their Players Championship thing.
1: Oh, they
0: anyway, did? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, it, it's, it's basically, it's dead. There's no such thing as a pro magic player anymore. <laughs> and to those who are pro magic players, if you are listening, I, I doubt you are. Uh, you know, like, some of my favorite content creators have been professional magic players. Like, I love Louis Scott Vargas as content creator. I love watching his drafts. I love listening to him and um, Brian Marshall break down sets and talk about how to draft sets, you know, that's how I've learned how to draft was through that, and seeing Wizards kind of turn their back on those players who have dedicated their time and their lives to this card game, you know, and then turn around and then 30th anniversary, happy anniversary to us, here's this product that is $1,000 and...
1: That you can't use.
0: That you can't use and that we're going to make limited print runs. Now I mean, I it's, it's
1: it's basically a uh, cardboard paperweight.
0: We're basically playing with cardboard paperweight. Let's so be real.
1: That's only if they're inside the deck box and it's not windy.
0: I don't know about you, but my deck boxes are pretty solid.
1: I'm, I'm saying if the deck's outside the box then, and it's not windy, then yeah, maybe. But like, but but, but but this is not what Peter Atkinson wanted. With who? Peter Atkinson, the founder of he?
0: I uh, know. Uh, I think you're thinking of Richard Garfield, who's the creator of Magic.
1: Either one. I'm sure this isn't like what they were entailing, you know, for a big corporation to shaft the people who are their fans.
0: True. I mean, yeah, I think Richard Garfield created Magic originally as a teaching tool to learn math.
1: I see. They've taken basic math. And covered it with Lord of the Rings as a diversion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as a diversion. <laughs> I mean it's just basically what it was, it was fantasy, it's fantasy math, you know, come on, every time we play magic, someone's over there in the tank trying to figure out do I have enough of this, do I have enough of that, calculating and resources, calculating <laughs> power companies, stuff like that, you know, it's a game of math.
1: Uh, that math, aside though,
0: that aside. Math, you
1: know, math, math is for blockers.
0: You know what? I always, as a blocker, I still say, you know, give me the total. <laughs> like, you give me I the mean, total. I mean, so do <laughs> I. Like, because like, like, I feel
1: like that that matters more than what you're going to be attacking me with.
0: Exactly. But that's also... I mean, I, I,
1: I, yeah, yo, yeah I, I, need to, I need to know the total, and I need to know what the biggest motherfucker that you're swinging at me is.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, we got off a little, little off topic there, but it's fine. It's fine. Um... So, yeah, basically, you know, this, this product is just one of those things that let, let's talk about the effect on the community. Let's talk about, like, what it has, you know, what other content creators. So, you know, we know what the professor, Tulane Community College, we all know what he said about it. You know, he's the one who brought up how people were talking about that oh. this is the cost of their rent for a month. This is their uh, dental surgery they need. This is a car payment. This is, you know, a Christmas for the kids. You know? Yeah when that is the reaction your your community as a whole is having about on your product where where does wizards like actually step back and do you think they listen like i want to know do you think wizards actually listens to what its players has to say
1: see i feel like wizards themselves is more keen on listening but they're kind of being held by the threat by hasbro like, Hasbro's like, we are the corporation that owns you. You are a subsidiary of our company. You have to do what we say, and we're basically going to flop our dick around your face until you make us more money. Uh, that is an analogy for you, folks. I mean, but, but, but is it inaccurate, though? That's the thing.
0: I wouldn't say it's inaccurate. I, I would definitely say that a lot of it has to do with, with yes, Wizards. Wizards, by and large, has always been you know, for the player. You know, they've, they've always... Not exactly for the reprints. <laughs> let's be real here. Like, you know, it took us how long to get actual... It took us how long to get fetch lands below, like, 10... Like, below 15, 20 dollars. You know, yeah. Years. You know, it took them a long time just to even reprint them. And then when they did, they, like, reprinted the five of them to the ground, where the most expensive one is, like, 30 bucks. Right. Um. Anyways. I... I I do think that Wizards is like, by and large, a company that actually cares about what its players think and what its players want, you know, I, I would hope to think that, you know, Mark Rosewater, who is like the face of Wizards of the Coast, uh, is, is always answering questions by players, you know, in his blog and everything, he's always like, you know, even during his like, his car ride, the, the podcast he does where he just basically drives to work and talks, about mm. the game and everything. You know, he's always very engaging and, and, and everything. And even people like Gavin Verhey, who's, like, the main commander guy, the main guy that, like, pur- that purchases commander products in Wizards. You know, like, those guys seem like they do care about us players, but when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's still a company. They still have to make money.
1: No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, that's what I'm saying, like, well, I, I, I think the people who, who work... And a, and a subsidiary of uh, Wasi do care about their, their, like their their people, their players. But I do think that there is something bigger. Uh, I, I do think there's a bigger picture here, of like why they're like doing this kind of thing specifically. Because okay, okay, so, okay. So, say that you know. I didn't purchase this and say we're keeping it in like the Magic or C house of that thousand dollars. I would rather buy like 10 boxes of other set like booster boxes and crack those. Or even like, I I honestly, I'd rather just go drive around to yard sales and look for like bulk yard sale Magic cards and like take my chances there. It's a better gamble than this shit.
0: Well, we're talking about that. Let's talk about collector packs. Now, when collector packs came out, a lot of people in, in the Magic community were like upset because they were, you know, thirty-five to forty dollars for the pack. You get a bunch of foils and like the, op- the uh, possible like chase rare of the set. You know, a lot of people don't like that. And then they have booster boxes, which I think come with six packs.
1: Yeah, that, that so I think it's like six
0: boosters are six packs. And you have. Those most of the time you're spending three to four hundred dollars on a collector box. Sometimes you crack your value, sometimes you don't. So at that point, I think I would rather just buy a bunch of collector boosters, mm, or fair buy, enough. like collector booster boxes. Crack those, possibly get my my thousand dollars back, maybe not. That. But at the end of the day, I've got a bunch of shiny cardboard that I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, go buy some of those collector boxes of uh, a and maybe pull that red neon. Uh, or is it the red neon one that's expensive?
0: It's the red neon uh Yeah, Yeah, red neon Hidigetsu is like last I checked, like a couple, like a grand or two, something grand. Yeah, which sure. mean, it, it's
1: it's went down a little bit, but it's still a super expensive card.
0: Heck, I would be just happy to to crack a a collector's pack and pull a foil Buseju.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I see, I see, that's the thing is like, at the end of the day, like I I, I feel like collector's boosters, like, yeah, they might have been, like, hated on in the beginning, but I feel like you're more guaranteed, maybe not necessarily something good, but you're given more insight and detail as to what's coming in your pack, and you're more, like, expect, you're, like you're, you're more knowing about what you're going to pull than you are with the limited edition set that's coming out.
0: The 30th anniversary. Like, yeah. Another thing with collector, uh, collector packs is that, yeah, you know, you're spending... 35 40 dollars on the pack, but it's just if you look at it, you know, you have that like higher chase rare of, of higher chance of pulling something to to kind of get your money back. Yes, I, I will say that collector packs did tank the price of foils because now there's way more foils of sets than there ever was back you know before cle- before the collector boosters came out. You know before the collector boosters came out, you would. You know, foils used to be worth a lot more. Now you can pick up most foils, you know, for almost the same cost as the actual non-foil version. Right. But to me, that's good. Like to yeah, me
1: but yeah, good. because like as as commander players, we want to see our babies pimped out. Yeah,
0: I mean. We've now, got,
1: like, like we we gotta flex on these hoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't just drop like. Well, I didn't I didn't spend the money. I to took credit on the dock side.
1: Yeah, and, and and that's things like we're willing to buy pretty versions of cards because yeah. we want because because we want the actually to look cool, like you know you like, you like like you takes okay I remember back when I was first starting getting into commander, and I saw somebody with a foil out deck that shit was intimidating. Yeah. Like, like oh god oh god this been, this person has spent fucking money on their deck.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, it gives you that like. It makes you feel accomplished, you know, when you foil yeah. out that deck. But it's also like, it's just another thing. It's like, we got into another tangent there. We completely forgot the topic we were on.
1: And that you know, I don't know. We
0: were sitting here just talking the 30th anniversary. Then we got a tangent on uh, on the uh, Collective boosters. But,
1: but it, as it our first a, episode, it's going to take some practice.
0: True. But it, it's still like, that has. There, there's a present, uh, like, it just shows you that, you know, people, we don't like change. We don't. We like things the way they are. Let's be real here. There's no there's no one I know in this world that, like, when a company comes out with something that changes the game, it's not going to make everyone happy. You know, Collector Boosters did that when they first came out. And now Wizards is doing this 30-year anniversary thing, and now everyone in the community is losing their mind because suddenly, you know, you take, you know, it's... Magic is a personal game. Let's be real here. Magic is a, mm-hmm. is is more is a very personal game because we become attached to our cards. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people in the community only know people because of Magic. You know, you and I, we met because of playing Magic. Yeah. You know, me and my best friend, we met because of Magic. Magic has been such a huge part of my life and such a huge part of my social interactions with people. So for Wizards to come out and say happy 30th anniversary to me not to yeah. you guys but to me because that's what it feels like. It feels like Wizards is saying happy anniversary to me here's the $1,000 product that is a limited print run only accessible through their website and it's $1,000.
1: they I Did they even say how many they're going to be coming out with?
0: Nope. They've not released the number. It's a limited print run. And
1: that's yeah, we're, good. we're going to put out five.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so another thing, another big part about Magic and, and about uh, what's kept community, the community growing and kept community together is local game stores. Local game stores have been a huge part of, of Magic for many, many years and will always be a huge part of Magic for many, many years.
1: Oh, always. Because
0: most of us go to the card shop. We go to our local game stores. We spend money there. We buy product. We buy packs. We buy sleeves. We buy deck boxes. That's where we see our friends most of the time is at those card stores. Now, what is Wizards doing for the 30th anniversary to celebrate that? They're giving their WPN stores one pack, one of these 30th anniversary packs, and the premium WPN stores get Two packs.
1: Ooh, that's so awesome.
0: Let's go ahead. I'm gonna look up how many premium WPN stores out. You can talk about this real quick while I'm gonna look this up.
1: I wanna. Uh, Okay. 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 So. Okay. So. So you're saying that they're giving out one pack. One. Just one. Like one pack. And is that for the is that for the uh, store to crack themselves and sell the singles out of? Or is that that's like a prize for like some kind of event I, or anything? Or? It's just a
0: thank you. It's just a thank you product. It's 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 to the store as a thank you product for you know being in the WPN.
1: Okay, that's uh eh, I so 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 I I don't say that I like it, but I get it. You know, like you know, let's just kind of like, like a thank you, whatever. But I do think that for people who, I, I do think it's kind of cutting out the middleman of the LGS, with them only being able to purchase it through the Hasbro store. Like that's, like like you're cutting out the place where people go to spend their money buying your product, and that's and that, that's so shitty because. At that point, you're saying, you know, f- fuck the LGSs. They're not going to get a cut out of this. This is purely for our pockets.
0: Okay, give me a Yeah, you, you know, you're right. It it, it 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 feels like a a big kind of fuck you to the to the to the like the men and women on the ground who have been pushing your product, who have been selling your product for years. And it just seems like a we don't care what what you're doing, you know. Thank you. Here's this pity pack.
1: Right. And, and, and like I said, I I do wish they gave more to the LGSs that have you know been around for years or even like new LGSs because at the end of the day, whether it's a store that's been around since, you know, the late 90's or a store that's popped up in the last couple years. Either way, your product is still being pushed out to that store. You are still making money off of the shit that they're putting into their store that has your name on it.
0: Like, don't get me wrong, like, yes, basically how it works is the stores buy the product in bulk from uh, whatever distributor, you know, there's like a whole middleman situation. but if it wasn't for those game stores, if it wasn't for those people on the ground, you know, you know, telling us about the new sets or showing us the new products when they're coming out, if it wasn't for those things, a lot of players wouldn't be getting into Magic.
1: Yeah, because people go there, you know, sometimes it's just to be like, oh, I want to see what kind of board games they have. Or I want to see, like, you know, like, like, like kids in school, like, Oh, I collect Pokemon cards. Oh, cool. Where'd you get those from? Oh, I got it from from this uh, from this store on so and so street. And then somebody else goes in there. and They see all these packs. They see this wall of booster packs, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Magic, Flesh and Blood, uh, just a whole bunch of like cards. And like, when you first go into an LGS, your eyes just fucking light up. Yeah and it's like it's like fucking Christmas morning at least that's how I felt the first time I went to the LGS I was like oh my god there's so much stuff here like there's dice there's card packs there's board games there's all this cool stuff for this stuff that I'm like starting to get into and I'm starting to learn about because all my friends are into it now I'm gonna get into it and that's how the community grows is you know you, you make friends and you find out their hobbies and then you're like oh cool let me check it out and then it just continues to grow from there that's how you know, it just branches out into like this massive following
0: yeah and that's that's the the purpose of the, the local card shop is it brings us all together and it, it's honestly how I look at it is you know there's, there's a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of topic online about you know we are the gathering of magic but we want to have that gathering without having those places to go to to play not a lot of, uh, a lot of players, uh, you know, like I'm going to sound very stereotypical, but a lot of a lot of magic players, especially early on back in the day, you know, it was, it was hard to meet other people who enjoyed your hobbies like you like now, unlike now, you know, like now you have the internet where you can just go on the internet and meet people who play magic and all that. You know, yeah, you have that, but like, I would say like even 10 years ago, it was hard to find that. It was hard to find people who enjoyed the same things you did and... The card shops is what brought people together. So for me to see them kind of give one pack, one pity pack, and not even, like, offer, like, you know, even if they said, hey, you know, we'll sell you X amount of boxes. But they're right. not doing that. I also I got the number, by the way. It's There is, according to the WPN website, there is 6,000 WPN stores.
1: Seems like so low.
0: It does. So you figure a premium WPN store takes, um, you know that they have a higher quality, higher standard to 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 go through. Those premium stores, you got to figure if it's six thousand regular WPN stores, you got to figure you're looking at a couple hundred premium stores at fast. Right. So, it, it's just one of those things that like. I feel like Wizards hit a missed opportunity here. They could have really made this, like, something special, something, like, big. You know, look at – I'll reference uh, Magic 25 just five years ago. This is just five years ago, before the pandemic, before anything like that. Magic 25 came out. They had a huge thing in in Las Vegas during GP Las Vegas, So this was still during organized tournament play. You know, it had one of the largest turnouts in organized tournament play where they actually had to break up the main tournament into – two events like the one event got split to two events you know because people were excited i think one of the modern masters sets had come out or no it was uh uh magic 25 had just come out the, the set which really mm-hmm. wrong. It wasn't the best you know um set that they did at, like that where it was a reprint set but it was still like it was fun it was like it, it was affordable for everyone that you can anyone could go pick up a pack of magic 25 anyone could you know buy a box You know, and it was still nostalgic. It it was it was it was it was cards throughout the entire history of Magic, um, and it was just a fun nostalgic set, and it felt like a celebration of Magic. Right. This doesn't feel like a celebration of Magic. This feels like a celebration of Hasbro and Wizards.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I I get what you're saying. It's 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 very much like. everyone's like hey we've been around for 30 years give us more money
0: exactly you know it's just one of those things that it's sad to say it's sad to hear that that's kind of what's been happening and, and it sucks to see the response this product has gotten. because I don't want to end this like pod because we're, we're coming up on the uh, on 13 minute mark here. What I'm going to call it 13 minute mark or until we're almost done here I don't want to end mm. this on a bad note, because it seems like we we spent the last 40 odd minutes just kind of shit talking wizards.
1: I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to like say that like I hate wizards because I don't like I, I will buy their products for many days to come mm. because I love magic. It's brought me, you, and a bunch of our friends together, and there's people that I would not have met if it was not for magic.
0: So I don't want to leave this on like that kind of like we have we have been kind of tearing magic at wizards a new one. I doubt they're gonna care. <laughs> like they're yeah, no. Like, no one's gonna hear. Our, they're gonna hear our podcast, and then I'd be like, man, I feel bad. No, they'd be like, whatever, just don't buy the product, which is fine, and and I respect it. You know, I, I respect business, and I and I understand what what you're what they're trying to do, and I get it. Right. But. They're you know. All I would say is, instead of buying this product, instead of going out and dropping a thousand dollars, go spend time with your friends, hang out with family, play magic with them. You know, there's a lot of people that play magic with their family and friends and stuff like that. Continue doing that. Continue bringing that gathering into it. Continue, um, you know, you can still support Wizards of the Coast even if you don't like this product. You know, there's other products out there for us. You know, as Commander players, we get multiple products a year now. Multiple commander sets, multiple commander precons and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, um, go buy a pre-con, buy some singles, and pimp that shit out.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, like, heck, I, as much as I'm not a fan of the Warhammer pre-con price points, I still think I, I would buy them. Like, yes, you know, Yeah,
1: they are pretty sexy.
0: They're $60 for them, but they're all alternate arts of, like, every, every reprinted card has an alternate art that matches the theme of, of, of whatever, um, I forgot what they're called in in Warhammer, I think they're, um, clans or whatever they're called, I don't know, uh, but, like, they have alternate arts that match the aesthetic and everything like that, and that, I respect that, that is, to me, that is amazing, it it speaks volumes, excuse me, I had a burp a bit, and, and I think that, like, that's the kind of stuff that Wizards should, should focus on, is, you know, you know, we have a Lord of the Rings set coming up, which I know some people are not—some people are not excited about the whole bringing non-magic stuff into Magic. But
1: I, have I will that. say I'm—I am excited about the uh, the secret Lair art uh, cards that have the uh, Final Fantasy artist drawings. Ah! Yeah,
0: there you
1: go. You know. I'm, I'm so excited for those.
0: You know, you we, there are things in Magic that are that are going to be exciting, and Magic is going to probably be around for many years to come. Nothing is going to kill this game anytime soon. This is not the thing.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. No. This is far from it.
0: Yeah. People are upset about it. They're going to be upset about it. We're some of the people who are. But at the end of the day, Magic is going to is going to endure, and we're going to continue playing it because we're endurance.
1: Yes. And uh, we like cardboard.
0: Yeah, expensive cardboard. <laughs> yes. If I was honest about the amount of money I spent on Magic, man, I think I would cry. <laughs> anyway.
1: Oh, oh Yeah. nice sippy sip.
0: Yeah, I got to take that sip. You know, just kind of keep myself, uh keep, keep moisturized.
1: And <laughs> puts that lotion on his skin or it gets the hose again.
0: I was thinking a Doctor Who reference and you went with freaking Sounds of the Lambs. <laughs>
1: Sounds of the Lambs?
0: No, that's, uh, yeah, lotion on the skin. That's Sounds of the Lambs.
1: Oh. I mean, I get the Who reference, you know, old lady the skin pulled out. <laughs> Moisturize me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hydrate, you bastard, hydrate.
0: Anyways, so, back on topic. I that to take a minute to collect myself there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay, so I I've been trying to find like actual anniversary products or like what what were deemed anniversary products of the past. But
0: There are to find. Like Wizards like they only I think they did a ten year anniversary. I don't remember anything for a fifteen year. Uh twentieth year anniversary was the modern original modern masters, I believe, was around the twentieth anniversary of Magic. Actually no, the 20th year of Magic. I think Modern was was already a was already a format. I don't remember exactly. No, yeah, yeah, it was around Mo- uh, 20th year anniversary. Was Modern the first Modern or, uh, the first Modern Master set was around the 20th anniversary? Uh, that's when they did their first big event in Las Vegas, and it was like that was like the whole Goyfgate thing, where people were upset that one pro player uh, opened a foil Goyf on on camera in the middle of a draft and uh, they were upset that he picked it and then he ended up selling it later to and giving half of that profit to charity which he sold it for like a stupid amount and this is what right. this, this is what goys were going for. A foil Goif was like five, six hundred dollars.
1: Right.
0: And like now you can pick up a freaking foil pharma for like twenty five bucks. <coughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so so let me ask you this: like, so as far as like the proxy stuff goes, or like them being not being tournament legal, where do you stand on like the cards that came from the championship decks, the gold the gold the gold border ones? Do you feel like those would be more or less acceptable now that we're going to be getting these proxies actually released by WotC? Um, honestly.
0: I I think that the fact that Watsi is printing a proxy product, I think is going to normalize proxies more. Mm-hmm. I, I still think there are going to be people out there who don't want to see yep. proxies, who want, you know, you don't own like, your car. Pierce. Yeah, you're going to have your peers. Uh, but I do definitely think that you're going to see a lot more people who are more open to proxies and more like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um honestly I still think instead of buying those because like those are hard to find now because they stopped making them years ago Yeah. I still think if you're gonna if you're gonna go the proxy route you know support proxy artists support people who that's you know they make custom art you know get custom art of your favorite commander you know get custom art of, of, of your your lands or whatever you know support those, those those artists those creators those other content creators and you know if that's the route you want to take if you want to buy proxies I I that's my my take on it is support the people right. who who are taking their time to make something original, ish.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said. Like, like, like if you want copies of these cards that are proxies and are obviously not tournament legal anyway, just go on Wish and get the bulk set of like a hundred of them for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, like you're gonna save a lot of money, and it's like. If I'm gonna be using a proxy anyway, then I might as well get a, a, as close to the whole set of cards that I can. Because that way, you're guaranteed to get what you want out of it, and you're cutting your like costs dramatically.
0: Oh yeah, 100.
1: percent I mean, don't be me wrong. Like, like I, I, I will say, like, if you want pretty cards, definitely support the artists, the ones who take the time to, like, paint and do extended borders or, like, you know, pictures breaking out of the border or whatever. I think those are awesome. The best thing as far as, like, generic proxies, then if you want just something that you can, if you want just a piece of cardboard that you, that you can throw on a sleeve and, be, and, like, I want to play a game, get them off a wish.
0: Yeah. Well, we're at the five-minute mark. Um, so before we wrap this up tonight, uh, let's go ahead and tell everyone where they can find us so, Clark the Shark. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, uh, and YouTube, uh, all under the same Clark the Shark. I'll have the link down below for those watching on YouTube. And Kohaku, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at Twitch.tv backslash KohakuKareshi, or you can check out my Twitter at KohakuKareshi.
0: Just a little bit about both of us before we leave, just because I think we—that's one thing we didn't talk about—is like. Yeah, we didn't actually like describe ourselves. Uh, so, uh, we're big nerds. Uh, I'm a huge DC fan, Star Wars fan. Uh, both of us are almost in our thirties, so we have so we've been around the block a, f- a few times. We both know. Uh, a few times. A few times. <laughs> Like we talked about, you know, you could definitely tell that we're we're huge Magic fans. Yeah, that's where that's where we started from and everything.
1: Oh, what set? Okay, uh, let's say what set we got in. I got in at Theros.
0: Champions of Kamigawa.
1: Damn, you old as fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, okay. But, but, uh, like, it was off and on. It was like I got in in Kamigawa, original Kamigawa block. Played for a couple years and then got out and then came mm-hmm. back and played for a couple years and got out. And it wasn't until like college is when I was like, I'm just never getting it back. I'm never getting out of Magic. I'm just gonna always be in Magic now.
1: Right. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, we're well, we're both super nerds. I my favorite thing in the world is Final Fantasy. I have tattoos dedicated to the game. It's the first game I ever played and beat. Uh, well, specifically seven was the first one I ever played and beat. Uh, you know, we're both like Magic. We both watch anime. We're both super into. Just about everything nerdy.
0: Uh, just got to let you guys know, this is just episode one of our podcast. We're going to go weekly. Um, so every week we'll be uploading uh, every Wednesday night. We'll do Wednesday nights. Upload yeah, Wednesday nights sounds good. Every Every Wednesday night we'll be uploading new content to, to Spotify. So if you just want to listen to it, it'll be uploaded there uh, at Spotify. And then if you want to watch the video version of this we will be lo- uploading it to our YouTube channel uh, shark and bubblegum uh, on YouTube every Friday uh, afternoon depending on how quickly I get the editing done
1: <laughs> comment call, call me bubblegum cuz uh, pop
0: <laughs> so yeah I feel that's where you guys can expect to see more of our content um, and if you guys want to see more of this you know just like comment share subscribe say hello you know let us know anything else you guys want us to talk about
1: um yeah always looking for suggestions looking for ideas you know obviously we'll be looking like, oh, we'll kind of have other ideas coming from like friends and some of our own stuff okay. and obviously like if big things you kind know, happen we'll talk about those but we're looking for like any kind of subject to talk about at all because me, me and clark can go on tangents about damn near anything everything
0: yeah, we, we had to we had, we had to keep ourselves in check just to do this and make sure this you know was done
1: correctly and yeah. we didn't go on. Yeah, well, on well uh, yeah, at least we stayed on magic.
0: We did. It was, I'm surprised. I'm proud of us. I'm really <laughs> proud of us. We stayed on on topic for the entire time.
1: <laughs> all right, but with that, I think it's time to do so. All
0: right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Like I said before, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I don't know how Spotify works. We'll figure that out. (laughs) But thanks again. You all have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.